Hi and welcome to another Love Dimension. This is Samuel. Today we're gonna listen to Eckhart Tolle. He is one of the most prominent spiritual uh, teachers that I've ever seen that seems to have a completely Western outlook or Western way of putting things that a lot of Eastern philosophical leaders have been talking about. Uh, and what happens when I listen to him is I take it in in a completely different way and it feels like whatever he teaches is very much applicable to my daily life here in a large city such as Stockholm. I also want to take this opportunity to say happy birthday to Robin. I always think you're older than you are. So happy 1000th birthday to you and hope you live another thousand years. Let's get into it. A question for you regarding dealing with unconscious people and whether you yourself, um, maybe more so earlier in your life, whether you have felt lonely or isolated or frustrated in dealing with unconscious people and what your approach was to that at different stages of your life. Right, yes. Thank you. Well, that perhaps is the main challenge to, for everybody because it is people mostly to who we get challenged by. Other sources of challenge are, of course, your physical body could present a challenge. Um, there can be financial challenges. But most large part of challenges come through humans because humans are difficult. Many humans are still very much trapped in ego. First part of your question, there was, I've, I've, I was relatively isolated for many years of my life when uh, after the shift in consciousness, I carried on with my normal life. It had a certain momentum. I was still in the academic world. And then three, four years later, I had to go out of that, leave it behind completely. And then many years happened when I was not related to the world, to any of the usual channels. I had no particular job, uh, no relationships, no close relationships. And I spent many, many days, weeks, months, not seeing that many people. And gradually, people would come to me for advice. That happened gradually, it slowly grew through word of mouth. And then I had that kind of relationship with humans. But throughout, there's always challenges even if you live in relative isolation, you will come into contact with humans that are unconscious. So I think the you need to welcome that because 
it's that it's all it's those challenges force you to become more present you remember i talked about the other day if you want to make the body stronger you do exercise you do physical exercise and what is physical exercise it's making life difficult for the body that's a, a new way of looking at it, but if you look at it closely, you'll see it, it is true, because the body suddenly has to make an enormous effort. You're forcing the body, you're pre giving the body challenges that were not there before. Lift a heavy weight, run a mile, or whatever it is you're doing. And so then through being challenged beyond its comfort zone, the body gets stronger. And in the case of spiritual growth, we need all those unconscious humans to challenge us. Otherwise, we, the presence would not intensify and, and arise. So the first thing we need to do, and I learned that also, to regard these unconscious humans as blessings. So rather than believing you shouldn't be here making my life difficult, <laughs> regard the unconscious human as something, a necessary part of being here on this planet at this time. And so you can welcome them when they make life difficult for you. The important thing is, though, that humans, the unconscious humans do not pull you into unconsciousness yourself. That's, that is the challenge, the biggest challenge. So that was Eckhart Tolle. He is just great. He's written a book called The Power of Now. And you also have a number of audiobooks or lectures on Spotify if you just search for his name. So I really recommend that you just go and, and see what he has to say. It's life-changing stuff. And so he's talking about challenges and especially challenging people, and how you can embrace it as something that will lead to growth. And this is similar to what another mentor of mine has been talking about, something he calls the growth mindset, where you really just focus on progress, not perfection, and you focus on what you can learn from anything that you do in life. Even when you fail, there's something to learn from that, and something that eventually leads to progress. Now, even in meditation, I want to bring up that it's important to have a growth mindset, or rather, focus on progress and not perfection. You want to understand what it means to be a beginner in meditation, and then you also want to have an understanding of where progress can come from and what that looks like. Of course, at the end, you want to understand what perfection is, but you don't always want to be comparing where you're at to what perfection is. We can compare to public speaking, for example, which is a great analogy that my mentor made. He said that if you are a beginner, you might not know exactly what to say. So you start with finding a message and focusing on how to convey it to the audience. As long as the audience understands what you mean, you are successful. You don't worry about your voice being shaky or your nerves or your body language or your storytelling and any other number of things that goes into a great talk. 
You simply worry about your subject and your message and making sure that the audience gets that. Next, you might want to focus on speaking loud enough. And still, you don't worry about your body language. Now you know what you're working on. And even if you get feedback, someone says, oh, your body language sucks. You yourself won't feel bad about that. You know that that's going to come later, but it's not what you're focusing on now. And you're focused on progress. And how you do that is taking just one next step. So you don't worry about anything else that you might not have learned yet. And in this way, you inch forward towards whatever uh, level of success you want in your life. And it's the same with meditation. Here you can focus on a number of things, such as being present for a longer stretch of time, not getting lost in thought, uh, having increased awareness, so you're not just aware of your breathing, but also any other sensations and even thoughts that might arise. Or you might want to learn how to be present in your daily life. All of that will come. And what you need to do is break it down to maybe being aware of the next breath. And then you increasingly add to the challenge. And then in your meditation, you will meet challenges. The biggest challenge I have right now is thoughts that just tend to drag me into these dreamlike images that just takes me to, to... Uh, memories or thoughts or or thoughts about the future and I just don't realize that I'm thinking about something until uh, it's been like a minute or so and I'm trying to view that as a challenge and I welcome it because I know that when I learn to handle this I will be thankful for what it taught me now with challenges and all and making progress there is something that I want to point to which is prominent in Tibetan Buddhism This is your awareness that you're not yet familiar with, but that is always there. And it requires no effort from you to do its work. Alan Watts is good at pointing to this, and he does it with the ears. And I want you to notice that as you hear my voice, there is no effort required from your end to hear it. There is also no amount of effort from your end that would stop the sound from hitting your ear. You cannot make my next word stay any longer than it exists. And there is no way for you to reach for the next word I'm going to say. It simply arrives in your consciousness. With sound, it's easy to just relax and let the sounds come in. But with seeing, it's a bit different. If you pick an object in front of you, and I ask you to focus on it, really look closely at this object... What tells you that you're focusing on it? Are you tense around the eyes? Is your bre- are you holding your breath? And are any of these things really helping you see the object? Try for a moment to just relax the muscles around the eyes and relax your breathing. And see that you can still see the object. It simply appears in your uh, field of vision. Now if I ask you to close your eyes. It might feel like the world just disappeared. But if you keep looking. Your field of vision is still there. You're simply seeing the darkness behind your eyelids. But it's not completely black. 
it looks more like a sky of darkness. And you're still receiving this vision. And if you open your eyes again, it might feel as if the world just comes rushing in. But really, there is no difference in terms of the effort you put in. Seeing is just happening. Awareness is always there. And when you meditate, you can just rest in awareness. I don't know if I lost you at the end there. It gets really trippy, but I'm not an expert on this. So if you're curious about where this leads, tune into Sam Harris or Tibetan Buddhism or any other type of meditation and just see if you can make sense of it. I'm by no means an expert and I'm still exploring, but I wanted to share some things that I think is, is interesting about our experience. It surely challenges a lot of my assumptions and uh, in many ways it makes my experience of this better. This life just becomes more vibrant and uh, I tend to enjoy it more. And so I think this is worth exploring and see if, if this leads to any interesting uh, changes in your experience. And if, you, if it makes you feel better, then it's definitely worth pursuing. And as always, thank you for listening. And I wish you a very, very lovely life. Until next time.